Welcome to the TNL Talks Podcast. I'm Chris Galloway, Director of Teaching and Learning in Floresville ISD. And I'm Olivia Bailey, the Literacy Specialist for Floresville ISD. Welcome back to another year here in Floresville ISD. We're excited to kick off the 2020-2021 school year. And Olivia and I are excited to get back to posting our podcast to keep you informed about what's going on. Yes, Dr. Galloway, you are absolutely correct. We are excited to be back and both with our podcast and for the new school year. I know as an educator, I'm excited to be back. We haven't had students in spring break. So saw a meme the other day said, I can't believe spring break's almost over. And I think that's how, that's how we all feel. And I'm excited as a parent as well to have my own kids back in school and learning again and with their teachers. I know they've missed their teachers and I definitely know the teachers have missed the students. Yeah, I know it's a little weird to say that we want to get back to some normalcy because it's definitely not going to look normal, but we are excited to be back and having our kids back. Being engaged in learning and our teachers engaged in teaching, it'll keep our mind off of what's going on in the world today mm-hmm. with COVID-19. To learn more about what we have going on this year, we have our special guest today, uh, which is Dr. Bay and we're super excited to hear from her and so let's go to her and see what she has to say about our new year. Okay, sounds great. We're here with Dr. Bayes and we're ready to kick off the start of the 2020-2021 school year. Uh, how are you doing, Dr. Bayes? I'm doing great. I'm excited about school starting just right on the corner. We are too. and We're so glad that you took the opportunity. I know it's a busy time right now to sit down and talk to us. How are things going right now? They're really going so smoothly in spite of everything that's going on. Yesterday we had Meet the Teacher both virtually and in person on campuses. I'm hearing the feedback on social media is really positive. You know, students are excited to meet their teachers. You know, if they're at home, they're holding up signs and as they're arriving, it sounds like the, everyone's following the safety protocols and the parents are feeling comfortable with being in the building by design that, uh, you know, they would have some individual time with the teacher. And, and we know how important it is for parents to get to meet the teacher and to walk their child to the classroom. So we were able to really simulate that for them the week before the first day of school. I think that's all super important, especially for the social emotional health of our kids and even our parents. The first time bringing their babies to school. So exactly. That was good for them to experience that. What can students expect the first day of school? They can expect to see a lot of big smiles and warm welcomes. We're excited for them to come back. However, we won't be able to give them hugs, and that's going to be hard. You know, ever since we shut down in March, that's been the one thing I've heard from teachers, from staff, is how much they miss the kiddos. And so it's going to be so good to have them back. But we're not going to be able to hug up on our our babies this year. When they get on the bus or get out of the car, they're going to notice everybody's going to have masks on when they first arrive to school in the mornings. Instead of reporting to the cafeteria or maybe sitting in the hallway or congregating outside, they're going to be asked to report directly to a classroom. So that will be different. Once they enter their classrooms, they're going to see less furniture in their classrooms, right? So 52% of our parents are keeping their students home. And we're really excited about that because that allows us to social distance in the classrooms and provide a safer learning environment for our students and for our staff as well. They may see some furniture piled up in the gym or in the cafeteria. We had to have a place to go with 
with some of that and our elementaries are already really at capacity when it comes to classrooms we just had to use open spaces where we had it to to store things so that might look a little bit different to kiddos when they walk in they're going to hear their teachers talking to them a lot more about washing their hands and we have hand sanitizers mounted in every classroom so we'll be asking them to wash their hands when they come in and sanitize as they're leaving. They'll see, and it depends on the campus, but there'll be different patterns of walking in the hallways. And all of this is really just in an effort to reduce the foot traffic in the building and also to reduce the opportunities that they you know, possibly spread COVID-19. And then finally, for some, it won't be a big change, but breakfast, they're used to maybe in the classroom at the elementary level, but then they're going to have lunch in the classroom as well. Now, the secondary level, they'll be more spread out and we'll have some other places that students will be able to eat lunch as well. While some things will look different, um, others will be as, as usual, like I said, just welcoming them with smiling faces and so excited that they're gonna be back with us. Yeah, I think they're ready to come back. And it's funny, because you mentioned hand sanitizer. Students loved using hand sanitizer before COVID-19. <laughs> so I'm sure that's not gonna be a problem, yeah, getting them to use it. <laughs> that's, that's very true. How has the district prepared the staff for reopening in the 2021 school year? Well, I think if you would talk to our staff, they would definitely would say that we have had a lot of training this year, a lot of training. So we've had training to prepare for online learning. And I want parents to realize that it's not just online learning for the remote students, the students who have chosen to stay home and not come to campus. But we know that there will be times during the school year where students and staff are diagnosed with COVID-19. And at that time, we want to be able to pivot our instruction so our kiddos don't miss a beat, right? right. And so they would then become what we're going to call a virtual learner. All of our teachers have been trained on a variety of different programs so that they can provide instruction online, whether it be Dreambox or Lexia or even programs like ClassLink, something that's going to be more user-friendly. Both staff and parents have fewer passwords. We all know how frustrating passwords can be, right? <laughs> They've also had training on social and emotional needs, realizing the importance, hopefully, of meeting their own, right? Okay. Taking the self-care is so important, looking out for their colleagues, but then also for our students as well. Oh, we also have a new program too. It's called Seven Mindsets, mm -hmm. and it's a wonderful resource, but it's one more new program that they need to to learn how to use and access the resources. Also, we've had a lot of training on safety protocols, learning more about COVID-19 and how to recognize the symptoms mm -hmm. and and how to interact with colleagues and students. I mean, this is hard. This is their work family. They love the people that they work with. It's hard to think about having a social distance. It's hard to break old habits, right? Helping them to understand the protocols and what we'll be doing with students and with staff when they or their families 
-hmm. are exposed to COVID-19 or have a positive diagnosis. We have a new self-screener that our staff's been using for a week. Mm -hmm. Our students are going to start using. Yeah, one of the things I'm really excited about, I look back on it, I think it was a very good decision, is that you know we moved the start back. Mm -hmm. the, the first day of school for students, we moved that back one week. And it's really given our teachers time to process all of this information that they received over the last two weeks, giving them time to plan and to think about how do they implement that in their classroom. We've definitely had a lot of training <laughs> to prepare for the first day of school. <laughs> I agree, and I think that the training has helped out tremendously, and I agree with the, the pushback of the start date because we were getting information at the last minute from TEA constantly changing and yes. so it really helped for us as a central office to even process it so we could disseminate it to our teachers appropriately. Mm -hmm. so that helped out a lot. How is remote classes going to look different from the spring? You talked about that a little bit that we're moving to remote and we have 51% of our students that are in that setting already. Mm -hmm. What's going to look different from the spring? It's going to look really different, right? What we want our parents to understand is we we moved from being reactive mm -hmm. back in the spring, having no idea that we really were gonna be shut down for the rest of the school year. The majority of our teachers really had not had the training you would want teachers to have to be able to interact with students online. Our parents and our students, you know, had no experience, uh, the majority of them, with working with these programs. While the guidance has changed during the summer, it's given us time to really plan what this looks like. So we're moving from a reactive mode to proactive mode. And uh, so it's really much more structured than what we were doing in the spring. There is a minimum number of minutes that mm -hmm. students uh, need to participate and they need to do that on a daily basis. At the elementary, it's at least 180 minutes for the students and at the secondary, at least 240 minutes. And it could be more than that mm -hmm. uh, because they're going to have assignments. Mm -hmm. They're gonna to have to have work that they have to have completed. They're going to get grades for that work. Mm -hmm. And in the spring where we were really focusing on uh, a review of material mm -hmm. that had already been taught, mm -hmm. teachers will be teaching new materials. We have the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills that the state of Texas says that our students need to learn, it, it's going to look very different. Grades will be taken, the students will need to engage every single day. I'm excited because I, I definitely think that it's going to be a, a better quality mm -hmm. of instruction will, be, will occur here in the fall compared to what we were doing in the spring. I agree, and I'm excited about the secondary using Ingenuity, which is a program we've used at the secondary level for years and actually has lessons developed by certified teachers that will be given directly to the student. They'll be able to take quizzes on that. It's a program that's tried and true when it comes to distance learning, so I'm excited for our secondary to have that opportunity. And I think for the elementary, it's a little bit more important to have direct contact with their teachers and be able to ask questions. So super excited about that. I agree. So we know we've had some challenges, and we know that there's going to be more. But what are some of the exciting changes that have emerged from this turning point in education? I think the thing that sticks out in my mind is that it's really helped us to realize part of our strategic plan. Back in 2018, we had a group of stakeholders come together to talk about what do we need to do at Floresville ISD to ensure that our students are ready to go out mm -hmm. you know, as 21st century graduates and be successful. 
And one of the things that they identified was the importance of our students being very familiar with technology, knowing that that would just open up so many opportunities for them, allowing them to explore and exchange ideas, not just with within our, our campus, but across our state and our nation and even our world. So they, they made the recommendation that we move to a one-to-one program where you know every student has their own computer. And so the goal was to do that by 2023. Some people are thinking, oh, well, because of COVID-19, everybody has a computer. Mm-hmm. And really what COVID-19 did is it just accelerated our plan. So instead of doing that in 2023, we're, you know, here we are in beginning of the 2020-21 school year, and we are working towards that end. So we know that every student at this point, because of worldwide shortage on devices, won't necessarily start the year, but we're hoping by September or October, we will be fully deployed and every student will have a device. We're really excited about that. We've been talking about what's the magic and the mess, right? The mess is COVID-19. So the magic is that it really accelerated our strategic plan. And so we're we're really excited about that. Yeah, I agree. I think the one-on-one is really important. And I also like the fact that with blended learning grants that we received at the end of last year and couldn't really implement because of COVID-19, a lot of that is based on using digital platforms like Google Classroom and things like that. So now, instead of just having a cohort of teachers experience that, all our teachers are experiencing it and it's building their capacity and that technology and education piece. That's super important. And and I think that education has changed as a whole and I'm Mm. excited to see where we go now. We appreciate your time. Is there anything that you want to leave parents with or you want parents to know before we finish our interview? Yeah, I want them to know that we love their kiddos. And it's been really hard since spring break, right? Not seeing them. That's why as educators, most of us get into education because we love kids. And we haven't had the kids with us. We're so excited about starting the year. I know these are uncertain times for everyone. And it's it's really hard at this point now, I think, to find someone who hasn't had someone impacted, Mm -hmm. right, by COVID-19. And I know many of our parents are anxious, and quite honestly, you know, many of us are as well, which is why we've worked really hard all summer to plan amidst guidance that has been (laughs) ever-changing, it seems, (laughs) to provide a safe environment for our children and for our staff. We need our parents' help. We can't do it alone. So as they complete the Dr. Al self-screener every day, we need to make sure they're, they're completing that accurately and you know they're monitoring their students for COVID-19 symptoms and that they keep their children home if they have their symptoms. And I will say, as you two both know, we've said the same thing to our staff. So if we all do this, I think if we're all following our safety protocols, we are going to be working together to create the safest learning environment we can for our students. And, and like I said earlier, it's not if, it is when. Mm-hmm. We will have diagnosis, positive COVID-19 diagnosis within the district with students and staff. And that doesn't mean anyone's done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. In fact, it means that our protocols are working mm-hmm. as we're identifying them and then we're asking them to self-quarantine. I think it's just so important that everybody does their part and stay home if they're not feeling well. 
And then lastly, I, I'm super proud of our Floresville ISD team, our, just everybody has worked so hard this summer. And I just continue to ask for grace from our parents and our community. I know we haven't been able to answer emails as quickly as we would have under normal circumstances or called parents back. I think it's wonderful that parents have been given the opportunity to choose the learning option for their, their children so they could start this school year as comfortable as they can, but know that that has just caused some real challenges for campuses, not knowing with certainty what student schedules were going to be until two weeks before school started. I just want to praise our staff for working so hard to get ready for next Monday, and we're just looking forward to seeing everybody arrive, whether it's, you know, coming by car, coming by bus, or we get to see the students online. So we're just looking forward to a really good school year. Thank you, Dr. Bates. Thank you for your time. Wow, the interview with Dr. Bayes was really informative. We're excited to know that there's a lot of protocols in place. There's been a lot of training that's gone on uh, that we've also attended. Mm-hmm. I think we're ready to start the new school year, and we have put every possible contingency into place to get started, knowing that it could change at any moment. I think that it's good for parents and staff to know what they can expect this year. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. I'm a parent in the district and I have two students and one is going to be going remote and one's going to be going face to face and I feel just so confident in our staff and in the procedures that we've put in place. Both of them are going to have a great year and we know that as Dr. Bay said we know we're going to have challenges but we're also going to have a lot of exciting things I think come out of this school year and just really looking forward to that. I am too and I think that the successes this year are going to far outweigh any of the challenges that we have. Uh, We do appreciate our parents for being patient with us and for them understanding how difficult it has been to get ready for this year and we appreciate their continued support throughout the year because like Dr. Bay said we cannot do it without our parents Mm -hmm. and we definitely need them to follow our protocols fill out the Dr. Al every morning for their students keep their students home if they have any symptoms Mm -hmm. and make sure that we do our part for our community and for our district Mm -hmm. absolutely I think we have a lot to look forward to this year All right, well, episode 14 is now in the books. We're definitely excited about this year. And until next time, bye! bye!